back. Welcome back. Another uh, exciting afternoon, Million Dollar Agent, and then we have four more. Actually, I'm going to start off and say I'm just looking at the crowd here. Don't tell, don't tell the others that aren't here, but I think you're the most intelligent of the lot. <laughs> <laughs> because they're, they're out eating high-carb sandwiches, right? <laughs> eating donuts. Well, we're telling you how to make money to buy those donuts and sell them to them. Um, uh, this is a, a, a podcast, and by the way, for those of you that uh, are new to the world of podcasts, you can get it on iTunes, it's Million Dollar Agent, uh, the three of us here, and of course, uh, you know, a lot of, John and I are probably more visible out there, and a lot of people don't see Troy Malcolm as many his faces, but, you know, we hate having live podcasts because we love, I mean, it'd be good if Troy was ugly, because it actually makes the others look, <laughs> look, look better. Tom and I have got a great terrible. faces for podcasting. When John brought up the idea for podcasting, the first thing I said is that video or audio? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Uh, the person that we've got next to us is uh, Greg Dickerson. And, uh, he's not here not, not just because that they're a, a sponsor. And CoreLogic RP Data, they're a major stakeholder in the uh, real estate organisation. They are an extraordinary business. And we're not here to talk about all these products that people should buy of CoreLogic RP Data because nearly most of the people in this room uh, are actually clients of that business. But you said to me something, um, uh, Greg, as we were coming up on stage. You have estimated that... In this room at ARIC over the last two days, there is approximately $2 billion worth of commission that's produced by the agents. You said it's probably three, but there is a minimum of $2 billion of fees. Absolutely that's a lot of money. It's a huge amount of money. If you look at across, like obviously not today, but who was in the room yesterday... And you actually estimate that those are the higher performing agents. And you look at how much commission is available in the market at the moment. There's probably five to $600 billion worth of resi sales last year. Right, a 2% average, now that's 10 to $12, 13000000000 billion. It's a huge amount of money, right? Top agents are getting much more than their fair share. As you know, it's a, it's a whole skew to the right. The top agents are so completely out-competing the lower guys because they're just doing it right. And for me, the guys who go to Eric and hear the messages here around discipline, authenticity, using data, you know, all the core skills of agents, those are the guys who are nailing their markets. Okay, going to throw you the first question. Can I ask you, what are the key data behaviours of million-dollar agents? Because I know in your role that you do a lot of research and data that you can correlate to real estate performance. What are the things that come to mind, Greg? Yeah, so just on that, we've, we, we looked at the REB Top 100. 93% of those are customers of ours, and 60% of those are what we classify growth customers. They use our data to grow. They don't just go and run a CMA. They actually understand their market, understand their time on market, they understand some really good metrics that they then use to convince, and con convince vendors and buyers as to why they should be used. Tell us more about when you say they use your data to grow and understand markets. Which parts of the data do you think they use? Or so something, John, something that really jumped out for me yesterday and today is a lot more people are talking about things like time and market. So in the old days, it was like, this is comparable sales, and that's about as far as it went. But we all know that vendors have done a lot of research now. They know what properties have sold for. They've got good data on REA, some on domain, some even from our site, they go and run a website, uh, go and run a web search. So what the agent can do is give them the next level, which is actually, this is how long it takes for me to sell. I loved what Alexander Phillips said yesterday. 
Now, he's talking and he said he knows it takes 17 days for him to sell when the market is at 31 days. Now, there's very few agents out there that are doing that. They're actually going in and saying, this is how long it takes me to sell property, and this is why I'm so much better, or this is my clearance rate. It's interesting you said that, say that, Greg, because I, I visited our Lane Cove office the other day, and a young guy, Ben, who's one of our leasing managers, and we just, I was talking about how's business. He said, yeah, it's great. 11 days on market for me. The market's average is 23. Now, immediately, bang, that impressed me, and I thought, hang on, if I was a landlord, and you said nothing else except turned up, on time, well-presented, you listened to me, and you said to me, 11 days versus 23, and I'm thinking, well, I'm going to get another week and a half's rent by going with you. So just using data. But a lot of people, I think, Greg, use data. They kind of look at it and they, they stick it in their top drawer and they're not using it in the field. I think one of the key things is what I'm hearing from you is you've actually got to work out which bits of your data can I take into the field as well as and offline which bits of the data I just use to assess my own performance. Yeah, I, I think that's a really important point because I think... And, and it's a problem that we have as a data company. We've got all this data and sometimes we don't communicate it very well. And I think it's really important to be able to say, how do I, I get all this data, but how do I turn it into something that I can say in one sentence or two sentences mm. that'll stick in my vendor's brain? And if it sticks in my vendor's brain, they'll, they'll remember that. And as humans, we trade data. You know, we, we evolved on, a, on the African plane, and a lot of how we evolved was around being able to say, this is where you can find the next food, or when I talk to you, this is the secret that's going on, this, this cultural thing's happening, or this person doesn't like you, or whatever. You know, we actually evolve through trading data or facts or gossip, if you like, with each other. Mm. And for me, an agent who can bring up that little bit of gossip, that extra piece, that sticks in the vendor's brain and much mm. more likely, as you said, you remember it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I was thinking, sorry, sorry, I'm just talking, rabbiting on a little bit, but we talked about hour of power yesterday. Alexander Phillips again talked about the hour of power yesterday. I think maybe once a week, once every two weeks, have an hour of data power where you say, what is my data differential? Why am I better than the other people? Have I got a better auction clearance rate? Am I selling post-auction better? Am I got better time on market, etc.? And then how do I turn that into a single sentence or two sentences that really differentiates me when I sit in front of a vendor or a buyer or whoever so, else? So, Greg, for the audience, let's go through some of those data points that you can use at a listing presentation to show a vendor why you are better than another one is... Um, days on market, days you on can market. clearly show that. Clearly. Um, vendor discounting. I know that one of the things that you guys are do, you've got the evidence to show how much one agent discounts off a price than another. Can, um, and that particularly is more so on a private treaty than, um, than, than, on, than, than an auction. Yeah. Um, clearance rate. If an, if an agency's got a clearance rate of, say, 80% versus the market, say, it's 70%. Um, is there any other data points that you can think of that you can have in your uh, presentation? I actually even think that VPA, Tom, because I know you talk a lot about VPA. I think that you can put some good data around VPA. Properties that I advertise in the paper do this well. Properties that have a higher, higher listing and REA do that well. You can actually pull those metrics out. That report is called Media Maximizer, Media Maximizer isn't it? Yes. And Media Maximizer, what it does is it measures where the property's been marketed, websites, mm. print, and it actually shows um, the effectiveness of various media on, on various property. Exactly. And sometimes I think vendors get a little bit suspicious when they think, well, why are you trying to sell me this big marketing package that I've got to pay a lot of money for? But when you can actually back that up with evidence that they sell quicker at a higher price, 
uh, and therefore it's actually the return on investment for them makes a lot of sense. So does it generally, I mean, you would, I'm being general here, but does that normally tell that story that if you invest more robustly in marketing, you sell quicker and for better price? Exactly. Something that I really regret was three years ago, I sat to the research team and we did exactly that. We correlated the length of time it took a property to sell, the discounting, and the sell price versus what we had valued it for. The faster you sell, generally the better price, the better result for the vendor. And what um, Frederick said yesterday, so accorded with that, when he said every day on market in New York is another half a percent reduction in price. That for me was like, wow, they've seen that in New York. We pretty much can show that as well. We heard that in Perth yesterday too with Stephanie and some of the Perth guys were saying that, you know, if you don't sell it for six weeks, the market might be down 7%, for example. Yeah. So it's important to know these sort of facts and figures. Get them out. And I loved, uh, again, I, I feel like I'm hopping on, but Alexander Phillips has really resonated for me. One of the things he said is that compression selling, get, get that momentum going in the market. That's one of the great things about auctions is you get that compression mm. cycle going. I think what Alex does well while we're on that is he tells a compelling story. So evidence and data backed up by his showmanship yeah. or salesmanship um, really shows that compelling story of why he is the best in his market. Yeah, I agree. Um, Zaley um, from Marshall White this morning did an outstanding yes. talk. And she said that she strategically selected a farm area knowing the total dollars in the marketplace that she would work. Now, um, there's a saying, fish where the fish are. Um, what are some of the things that you can tell us about RP data that can help someone like Zaley did what she did for our audience here? So um, what I liked is she talked about owner-occupiers and she talked about you know, an area that's sort of 1,000 homes or so, 1,000 properties. Um, that was, I think, I took it as she liked them. You know, this is an area that I get on with these people, the demographic fits. So we've got a great product called Territory Builder where you can actually map out an area that can go up to 10,000 properties, but I think it's quite nice to do around that 1,000 to 2,000, and become an expert in that area, absolutely nail that area. I'm not saying sell out, don't, don't sell outside of it, but if you know every single property in that area, how long it's been on the market for, what, what should be listing, what isn't, why you've lost certain listings if you have, and you know those, then you can really farm that, that, that territory. And once you've created a territory in RP Data, you can then actually create reports and you can monitor that market share and actually really understand your own time on market, your market share, all of those metrics. It doesn't have to be a suburb, it can be you know, a territory, which can be a little map-drawn area. So, Greg, you decide to leave CoreLogic and get into the world of real estate. I asked I'm this question. tempted off to Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I asked this question to Trace yesterday. Knowing what you know about your business and data, what are some of the key things you would do to prepare yourself and take into the field that you think could put you ahead of the pack in terms of listing property and even potentially selling property? So uh, we haven't yet got into targeting. So we've been working with Quantium and doing some really interesting big data stuff, which we'll, we'll get to a bit later, I think. But for me, it's first off, just make sure that I, that I manage me as a business. So, you know, be authentic, be disciplined, be hardworking. All of the things that are really resonated today, or today and yesterday. Essentials, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I would say I would be extremely focused on prospecting, but targeting my prospecting. So I know the order in which I'm going to go after people based so on... So prioritise the calls, because exactly not all calls are the same, right? Exactly, exactly right. And then I would also define my territory, exactly as, as Ali said, you know, um, define your territory, know who they are, have a very good feel for them. There's so much information you can get there, not just on our sites, but, you know, demographic information, who people are, where they work. You can really, you, you, there's a huge amount you can do today with a little bit of research at the desk.